This podcast was first broadcast on Radio Veritas 576 AM. The good news for a change. For more information on programs broadcast on the station, please visit www.radioveritas.co.za. I think we all agree that's a better song than Shosholoza. Uh, the, the, I think what we need, we need the, the, uh, the sufficient, um, not aggression, uh, but no, no, you know, we also don't need sort of cotton wool uh, people running onto that pitch. We really want them strong and able and intimidating and all of that. And I'm very convinced that this is ours. Um, I've, I've, I've told myself, I've allowed it to enter into my mind. There's nothing else. We will not, we will not accept anything else. And as I promised earlier on, um, that I will be speaking to Ingrid Bolton and Marion Hester. These are two artists exhibiting in the Voices from the Earth exhibition at Candice Berman. This, this exhibition at Rand Steam Shopping Center. Uh, it is an opening by Candice Berman at 11 a.m. on Sunday, the 3rd of November. I'm delighted to have them both here. Thank Welcome. You. Thank you Thank for having you. us. Now, uh, we do this show, Arts Edition. Uh, we think we want uh, the conversation about art and arts. It's, it's an important conversation, not just a recreational conversation, but one that is about the making of the person whole. And that's an important conversation. But I always like to ask about people's journeys. How, 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 how did they make their way here? And maybe let's start with you, Marion. I mean, I, I, I'm thinking, if I was a child uh, and I said to my mother, when I grow up, I want to be an artist, I don't think that would have gone down very well because artists are very well known for not being very wealthy, at least when they are still alive. <laughs> so, Marion, let's begin with you. Well, it's funny you say that, Lawrence, because saying that didn't go down well in my family either. Um, and I studied law and I became a lawyer and I worked in investment banking for many years. Um, and it was only when I was a grown up and allowed to make my own decisions that I then decided I didn't want to do any more lawyering or any more investment bankering. And um, I requalified. I went back to university in my early 40s and uh, did a four-year degree through UNISA, and now I'm making art full-time. So it was a bit of a dream of mine from a long time ago. Well, talk to me then about that decision, because that decision would entail far more than just your passion, isn't it? It's a decision away from what the known and stable, as it were, in investment banking and that career, and following your heart, yes, but almost having no certainties about where it might go. Uh, so the decision was, must have been a harder decision. But what was, the, what was the greatest deciding factor for you? And you felt, you know what, I'm done with this indecisiveness. This is what I'm doing. 
I'm not sure there was any single moment, but I'd given myself a bit of a run-up. I'd, I'd given myself a few years to make the decision, and be, perhaps because it was gradual, um, it made it a little bit easier. And, and perhaps it was deciding to sign up for studies, mm. Um, mm. really just wanting to spend much more time making art. And the world, the corporate world, takes all your time. It, it demands such a lot of you that mm -hmm. I started resenting that. Mm -hmm. I wanted much more time for myself and for making my own art. Mm. So perhaps that is the real deciding factor, the time element. And Ingrid? Well, funny enough, my story is very similar to Marion's in that I wanted to study photography when I completed school, and um, my mother, single mother, said, absolutely not. You need a job that you can always go back to. And so I did microbiology, medical technology, which was um, majoring in microbiology. And that was a fascinating career, and I did enjoy it, but it wasn't something that held my my, my kind of place, a place for me. It was merely something that I did rather than something that I really desperately wanted to do. So I then also studied through UNISA, so very similar to Marion. Ah. I was in Cape Town. She was in, in, um, in Johannesburg. And um, did uh, I also had a ceramics background, so I did ceramics for many years. Mm. Mm. And I also thought, you know, if I wanted to push that further, I needed to do the degree and get mm -hmm. serious about it. Mm -hmm. Which I did, um, and I completed that, and then went on to complete my master's at UCT. Was it also a gradual decision for you, or you you really? I mean, I had had that. There, for, uh, her name escapes me now. Uh, 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 the lady who was here with uh, an artist doing bags and things like that, and she really woke up one morning and she said, "I'm done," <laughs> you know, and I don't have money for this thing. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do this. No, it, was, it wasn't a definite decision like that. It grew on me. But I also realized I wanted more knowledge, mm -hmm. and that's why I decided to do it. Mm -hmm. And getting that more factor. I think as we get older, we want more, de more, more meaning and more depth. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I wanted to, to, to learn from that. Now, let's talk a bit about the medium, as it were. Um, now you've made the decision, I'm moving towards my truest self where uh, what I'll be doing what I, I love most but the what am I a painter am I a writer am I a poet am I a photographer ceramics what am I going to do yeah that's a, a tricky question to answer because there isn't only one answer I don't think there are so many artists in the contemporary art world at the moment, the conceptual art world, who practice in a variety mm -hmm. of media, who make art in all sorts of ways. Mm -hmm. um, and I find that very exciting. I know Ingrid also works in a variety of, of media, so she might have a similar thought about it. But mm -hmm. I, I like the idea of calling myself a visual artist, but I'm not tying myself down to being only a painter or only someone who draws or only mm -hmm. someone who sculpts. Um, at the moment, I'm making work that talks about environmental concerns mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the, like, uh, issues related to the natural environment around us mm -hmm. with a bit of a subtext of my own personal story. But mm -hmm. the, the works are all about nature. They all look like pieces of trees, effectively. Mm -hmm. Um, and I make bronze sculptures and I've made uh, works by corroding sheets of copper mm. and we've all made drawings. We've made a collaborative work for this particular exhibition, so uh, drawings using, using a variety of drawing methods. Mm -hmm. So 
um, there's not just one medium in any one of our practices, actually, mm. uh, of any of the three of us in the exhibition. Um, yeah, I likewise work in very different mediums. Um, I don't know if you are familiar with the work, but I work with copper, copper cable that mm. is cut on the round. Mm. Mm. So it forms like a mosaic mm. within mm. The, the, the work. Um, and that work is very much to do about connectivity and how we connect or don't connect to nature and to beings mm. and to things. Um, but a completely different medium that I work in is coal and calcium carbonate. And then I go back to my microbiology oh, background, <laughs> and that's got more to do with phytoplankton, which live in the ocean, that uh -huh. are being they're, they're, they're unable to make their shells mm. because they don't have enough calcium carbonate in the water due to ocean acidification from the coal that we burn. So it's that cycle that's happening, and you know we're and missing a very missing, real cycle. I've yeah. never heard that before. Well, we're missing in that mm. sense. You know, if we if those tiny organisms can't make their shells now. Where, if it becomes more acidic, how are the other shells mm. be able to, to survive? Mm. And so that um, is my microbiology background that interested me, but making it visual in a way that is more meaningful. And when we come back to materials, I always think if you can work with something that's got meaning, you're already halfway there. Mm. So why am I working with coal would be the obvious question and calcium carbonate, and then asking the questions as to what, what I'm working with mm -hmm. and how I'm doing it. So I love working with different materials, but finding connections as well, not only mm. through the copper cable, but connecting obscure things together and making those unusual connections. Well, if, if you're wondering who we're speaking to, we're speaking to Ingrid Bolton and Marion Hester, two artists exhibiting in the Voices from the Earth exhibition, which is taking place on Sunday, the 3rd of November at 11 a.m., the Randsteam Shopping Centre, opening by Candice Berman. We've spoken a bit about uh, uh, a bit of history, how you made it into art, and what are the media, you, the medium that you're using. I want to talk a bit about just a bit about process. I mean, I'm, I'm a poet, I'm a writer, and all of that. And for me, of course, one never writes when there's nothing to be said. I always admire people who sort of wake up and say, "I did some writing this morning." <laughs> or, I really, there must be something that has really moved me, and, it's, it, and it refuses to leave me sort of thing then i can only write about it or whatever or speak about it or whatever but i always wondered in terms of artists you know in in the early philosophy i think it was must have been in plato who talks about you know existing this thing existing in your head and you look at this great rock and you keep on chiseling because it exists in your head but it must come to life and you know how it looks, you know how it stands, but anybody looking at this sort of rock thing doesn't know it. I'm interested to, uh, to, 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 to find out from you, what's that process? How do you know this message needs this medium? How do you know I want to make, at least put across this? Of course, art, you can never really specify how it's received, but what's the process? the movement from whatever it is that has moved from within you to bring it to life. And are you ever satisfied? <laughs> <laughs> I think from, from my perspective, <coughs> the, the process is an important one because often the, the artwork is the result of it, but the process of the journey of getting there mm. is, is much more enjoyable. Um, and I always say as artists, we're problem solvers because we have that vision in our head. We know what we want, but we don't know how to achieve it. And so we problem solve until we get what we want. 
Um, I was told by, I think, seven engineers that I couldn't cut the cable the way I wanted to cut it. And I just persevered until I found somebody who could help me cut it the way I wanted to cut it. But if I gave up after the first time, uh-huh. then I would have moved on and uh-huh. lost sort of the magic of what I was looking for. And I suppose it is about perseverance, but it's also about allowing changes to happen along the way. So you can't be that rigid in what your outcome is mm-hmm. being because if you have such a firm idea, you don't ar- allow for that experimental process to happen. And often that's where the magic lies. Mm. So it's nice to have those slippages and moments of, of exhaustion or depletion or anything that kind of stumbles you because you then go back and rethink it. And mm. it's not a, not a bad way. Mm. Mm. One of the things we were taught in our degree is to keep your eyes open for the happy accident. <laughs> oh, happy fault. Yeah. <laughs> Spot on. So while you're busy with your process, don't be dismayed when something seems to go wrong because it might be offering you a gift mm. of some kind. Now, but still, I, I, I still haven't picked up from you. Um, what is it that makes you or gives you the inspiration to say, this is what I want to do. This, I want so, to do Voices on, of the yeah, Earth. So I want I, to talk about this, and I'm going to do it this way. Well, I think, for me, working with things that are important to me, so working with, obviously, phytoplankton is important, but working with environmental issues and climate change is important to me. Mm-hmm. And I have a history that brings that reasoning to, to the fore. But if I was working with something frivolous, it would have no meaning for me. Mm. So I like to work with something... And that's what's lovely about being an older person is you kind of have your baggage that goes with you. <laughs> you can work with those things. And mm-hmm. so having the ability to, to take something forward that you can work with is, to me, much more meaningful. So I like to work with something that I have, I suppose, my own personal knowledge on. Mm. And that's what I enjoy. Mm. Yes, I suppose I could give a, an answer that starts in a similar place. I love gardening. I love growing my own food. And uh, in my garden, I'm lucky to have a number of trees, um, some of which died. And I didn't just want to throw them away or uh, burn them. So I used them. I tried to find ways in which they could become part of my artwork. They, They were so beautiful to me. And when we took them, my gardener helped me to take them out of the ground. They happened to be in quite a shallow part of the garden, so it was fairly easy to do that. These bundles of roots were so beautiful. These dead roots were poignant and beautiful. And so I started painting them and looking around to find uprooted trees everywhere else. Um, And those have become really one of the central metaphors of my work over the last few years, is uprooted trees, broken branches, damaged nature. Um, And so that's where the idea came from, was me and my garden and something dying. It's a very powerful thought that really the, 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 the earth as it is, is, is in constant gift, isn't it? The, the dying is also the able, has also the ability to give new birth, idea, and all of that. And the world operating as a, as a, as a gigantic gay, very much alive, one alive machine, as it were. And which is why then this exhibition is so, is so important because we're finding ourselves with this harmony being interrupted. 
this very natural harmony of how things are meant to 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 give life to each other and the beginning of the other means the end of the other and so and, and so and so it goes on radio veritas your catholic connection